Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast number 50, the UK's online digital TV and technology show. The show that's based on feedback from you. My name's Carl, and with me as ever is our tech guru, Pete. Hi there. In our 50th show, Getting More from Your MP3 Player, we look at add ons, accessories, and apps. Here's a look at what else we're covering in today's tantalizing take on technology. A roundup of the latest Freeview, Virgin, and Sky HD news. Some handheld computing plus internet TV updates. Who needs an iPod? We discuss a cheaper alternative. Tired of iTunes? Get a media monkey in your life. Plus, your questions on HD, OS, F plugs, and more. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast, now loading news. Headline time on FrequencyCast, and the top story continues to be HD. Let's do a quick roundup of what's new. First off, Freeview HD. Last month, Freeview HD became available on transmitters serving Birmingham, Cardiff, Leeds, Manchester, Wales, and Swansea. Channel 4 HD is just about to become available on Freeview. 5 now won't be launching a Freeview HD service. Next, Virgin customers can expect the following HD channels later this month. E4, Sci-Fi, Discovery, Eurosport and ITV1 HD. Sky HD customers can expect the following channels in April. Sky News, Sky Sports HD4 and ITV1. 5's HD service is due on Sky by July. If you get your HD from Freesat, note that from the 2nd of April, ITV1 gets its own channel. Next, news on the iPad. The overhyped, oversized iPod Touch is due out in the US on the 3rd of April, but will be hard to get as the Wi-Fi version has sold out already. The iPad is set to hit the UK later in April. Those not jumping on the iPad bandwagon may want to wait for the German-made WePad, a tablet device that uses Google Android OS. Expect pricing later this month. Next, it looks like the BBC is set to postpone the launch of their iPhone apps that were planned for an April release. And talking of cancellation, hit US series 24 has just been canned by Fox. The final Bauer Hour airs in May. Over here, UK cop drama The Bill has been canned after 25 years. Some 3D news now. Sky's 3D service launches on Saturday the 3rd of April with coverage of the Man U-Chelsea match. It's on channel 217 in thousands of pubs. The first 3D TV can now be pre-ordered too, priced at £2,500 for a 52-inch Sony Bravia. Some other snippets. Microsoft has just launched the MSN video player in the UK with over a 1,000 hours of TV shows. The service is competing with the likes of BBC iPlayer and the new Seesaw service. Next, the Digital Economy Bill gets its second reading on the 6th of April. It's expected to go through and will include tougher measures for copyright infringers online, as well as the controversial 2015 FM switch-off. Next, the Six Music Fight continues. Up to 2,000 people protested peacefully outside BBC Broadcasting House last weekend, and the campaign to save the station has now reached 170,000 Facebook followers. And finally, the cupboard under the stairs is about to get clever. British Gas has just committed to installing smart meters in 2 million homes by 2012. 
The meters will use clever Zigbee home networking technology and send meter data back to British Gas over Vodafone's GPRS network. This new technology could be the beginning of the end for the days of being woken up on a Sunday morning by a meter reader. Thanks, Pete. For more on what we've covered today, check out our news section at www.frequencycast.co.uk slash news. Frequencycast. Now loading. Focus. Okay, so it's another fine time for focus. And uh, today's focus, we've got a load to get through because you sent out a questionnaire for our listeners, didn't you? This is entirely dedicated to the results from your questionnaire, which was on what? MP3s and MP3 players. And we had some fun with this one. We put up a poll for our Twitter and our Facebook followers asking six or seven questions about how people out there use MP3 players. And we had some good results, didn't we? Well, we did. Yes, we had multiple answers, and um, I'm liking those results. There's quite a lot we've been churned out here. So what we're going to do, based on this survey, is go through all of the questions that we asked and all of the responses from our listeners um, and basically build the focus around MP3 players and how people out there could make better use of them. Sounds good to me. So we're going to start off with our first question, which was, what make of MP3 player do you have? And unsurprisingly, Apple wiped the floor with this one. Uh, let me just take over there. Apple iPods, 41%. Apple iPhones, 25%. So that's a grand total of 66%. That's a vast number of people using iStuff. Absolutely. Third on the list was the Nokia mobile phone. So we've got a lot of people listening to music and podcasts on their Nokia phones. Uh, other MP3 players came out at number four. Mostly the Sansa from SanDisk. That's got a very high rating. Uh, followed by Sony and other mobile phones. Right at the bottom of the list, surprisingly, was Creative, only 5%. Now, I like the creative stuff. You're a fan of creative yourself, aren't you, Pete? Absolutely. Very nice bits of kit. Unfortunately, though, I'm in the 66% that's an Apple user these days. We did actually get some interesting feedback I thought was worth reading out. Shall we just uh, whiz through a couple of these? I've picked four of the best ones here. Just read that one out for us, Carl. Okay, uh, first one is, the iPhone is not only the best app phone, but also the best MP3 media player on the market. Mm. He also goes on to say that the iPhone is better than the iPod Touch because it allows remote downloading of content such as music and podcasts using the MP3 network. Overall, though, it is let down by memory and price. That's unfortunate. We have another comment, though. I bought a Sansa clip to listen to podcasts because it lets me fast forward and rewind. As I never listened to music on it, I needed the easy navigation. I use RSS feeds for new podcasts and resent the way the world revolves around iTunes. Yeah, common theme there. Now the next one, I'm a bit of an old rocker, and I listen to a lot of music down at the gym three or four times a week. Being 55, my eyes have seen better days, so I struggle to read my iPod Nano screen. Can anyone recommend a decent MP3 player with humongous fonts for us oldies? Many of us 50 pluses have lots of spare loot and are tech savvy. So come on then, manufacturers, how about the Fart Pod, the Saga Pod, or the old Git Pod? And that one's from Phil Bridges in New Forest. You keep up the Zimmer exercises, Phil. We're behind you. Pushing, mainly. And if anyone out there can suggest a large font MP3 player, let us know and we'll pass that on to Phil. Next one here. Since the invention of the iPhone and other smartphones, there is no need for a dedicated MP3 player. I guess the future of iPod and the like is very limited. How many dusty 64, 128 and 256 meg memory stick players do we have sat gathering dust? Now, funny we say that in my bag of tricks here. I've got two just for you, Carl. Well, you say that, but before you start... Oh, I've got one like that. Yeah, these are yours. You remember about two months ago you said, can I fix these for you? Yeah, have you done it? No. No? What, so you haven't, you haven't even fixed my HMV one? Yeah, you've got an HMV digital music player U300. This thing ugh, won't boot and needs some software drivers. 
That's easy to fix. Why couldn't you do it? No, don't don't bin that one. Get back. And this one, the Mikomi Model 513. Uh, yeah, just doesn't boot. All the files are locked open. Can't get anything out of that one. What do you reckon I should do with that one then? Let me show you. Oh, bin it. Right, okay. Uh, it's funny you should say this. Did you know that the uh, sales in America of cassette tapes and vinyl have gone up over the last few years? I didn't know that, no. Yeah, so obviously the digital world's not as great as it thinks with audio, is it? Uh, possibly not. And funny enough, Stuart Ward, our next one here, talks about um, MP3 formats, saying MP3 is the dominant format but patent encumbered. I have a Sansa Clip, common theme there, which is a great little player and supports OG. We should cover the OG format in more detail. Thank you, Stuart. Of course we will. <laughs> Okay, so, yes, common themes there. Surprisingly, though, uh, the machine I thought would do rather well, this one here, look at that lovely picture of a machine there. This is the Creative Zen Z-Fi. Ah, so I see we meet again. I met this dark piece of technology at the Dabs Live Show, where I had a rather impressive conversation with a fella called Nick from Creative. This comes with included with Sound Blaster technology, which was used in our sound cards many years ago. I'm sure you've heard of Sound Blaster. Um, right. We use a technology called XFi, which restores um, any lost sound you might have from uh, converting it into MP3. So this, the technology will take the music and then expand it so you get the complete sound. Awesome. And I've just listened to it, and I must admit, it's gorgeous. It really is. I'm quite impressed. What exactly is this little baby called then? So this is the Zen XFi 2. And this right. carries on from the Zen X5 um, previously. So this is an evolution of the Zen X5, which now comes with touchscreen. So a lot more accessible, a lot easier to use. Would you say this is better than the iPod? Um, I, th I think it's definitely a good competitor for the iPod um, in terms of value for money. comes in an 8 gig at £99 retail and a 16 gig at £129 retail. So I think it's very competitive at that price point. Excellent. And I must admit, a hell of a lot lighter than an iPod. And this one, unlike the iPod, yep. actually features an FM radio, doesn't it? It Is does, right? so yeah, a lot easier. Mind you, the Walkman days where you had the tape player and uh, the radio kit, you've got a radio in this as well. Um, you also got a microphone, so it's good for dictation as well, if that's handy. Um, this also comes with application. You could also play Sudoku if you wanted to. And in fact, you can hear the rest of our interviews at the Dab Show 2010 if you look on the website for our special report. So, uh, moving back to our poll, though. I'd like to ask our next question, which is, what sort of headphones do you use with your MP3 player? Well, the ones that come with it, of course. Yeah, 43% of our survey respondents said they use the ones that come with it, the ones supplied by the manufacturer, which I'm disgusted with, really. You people out there, you, 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 you there listening now on those cheap and nasty little headphones. Look at these. These are the ones that came with some, I don't know what this came with. Look at these. Cheap, thin wires and little... They're all plasticky, aren't they? Don't think I want those. You know where they're going, don't you? Yeah, put them in a special place. Now that's what I call real bish. <laughs> so yes, 43% use the one supplied by the manufacturer. 31% have got a set of expensive inner ear buds. 17% uh, have a set of cheap inner ear buds. 16% use over-the-head headphones. 12% noise cancellers. And 7% wireless Bluetooth. And there are so many options out there. Bose do a nice set, don't they? They do, actually. I must admit, if you've got a new device and you're using these cheap and nasty headphones, I'm talking to the 43% of our listeners out there that have these, for the sake of under 20 quid, get yourself a nice set of Sennheiser CX300s. Lovely headphones, let me show you. Okay, get me a pair of headphones out. Let's have a look. 
Oh, I see. They're these ones with the little silicon spongy bits on the end there. They're quite sleek looking. Yeah, they look nice. Got the Sennheiser logo on the other back side. And the, the, the cable's nice and rubbery. It looks quite flexible. Looks like it'll last a long time. And these guys, of course, have got a lot of experience with sounds equipment. What with their microphones and the whole of the industry stuff, haven't they? Absolutely. So yeah, 20 quid, get yourself a set of these. If you've got a bit more to spend and you like the Sennheiser brand, go for the new CX550s. They're about 55 quid. They sound all right. What do you use? I used to use these uh, 300s, but now I'm on these. Oh, as he reaches over to his bag of goodies. You're like a micro DJ, aren't you, with all this sound stuff? You're like a miniature version of a real DJ, only you're not so clever. Okay, grab hold of those. A bit more weight to them. Yeah, they feel um, a little better made. And what's this on the back? Are these noise cancellers by any chance? Made by Denon? Nice. Uh, They're actually called noise isolators, so they sit really snugly in the ear and block out the surrounding sound. They're not noise cancellers, but that's the bassy bit at the back. Very nice. I'm a great fan of these. These are about 50 quid. These are the ACC551s from Denon. Wow. Sennheiser, Denon, Bose. Good pairs of headphones. But I do think the Bose ones retail at something obscene, like £300 or £500, was it? Do you remember back in show 34, we looked at a set of noise cancellers from Denon? Yes, I do, actually, yeah. Over-the-head ones, weren't they? Yeah, That's the ones. They're about 200 quid, but they're very good if you want noise cancellers. Um, we also should mention Bluetooth. You know the Bluetooth ones you get? Stereo Bluetooth headsets? Oh, right, yeah. Not a great fan of wireless headphones. You get the infrared ones, and you've got to be in line of sight, which isn't so hot. Bluetooth ones, they do tend to cut and crackle, and they're not great, and they pick up a little bit of interference. But if you're interested, the best ones out there seem to be the Sony DRBT21GBs at £75 for wireless headphones. And, of course, they use A2DP. <laughs> Go on, do those all again. Go on. A2DP? Familiar with that? No, no, the other one was more impressive. Well, the Sony DRBT21GB. Yeah, it sounded better the first time. I need to tell you what A2DP stands for. No, no, you, you, you want to tell me, but I don't want to hear it. So don't worry about that. Advanced Audio Distribution Profile. That's the ability to send stereo audio over Bluetooth. I can't believe you told me anyway. Uh, we should just mention that as well. Ah, uh, now these are good. I like these. This is to share your music with your fellow friends. Not in a sort of public way, but sort of a more of a... You can plug two pairs of headphones into one jack. You can get these from Maplin, can't you? Uh, you can also get these um, splitters from all sorts of funny shops. And didn't I see a little robotic... It was like a little robot on a keyring, wasn't it? Where did I see that? That was quite good. Oh, we were out at the Carphone Wolf House and we saw that little keyring headphone splitter. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah, that's quite impressive, wasn't it? We should give those away as little presents. There you go, so couple of quid share your music with your mates okay so that's what make of mp3 player do you have and what sort of headphones do you use with your mp3 player now let's move on to the more exciting stuff mr dj what about uh, do you ever connect your mp3 player to speaker system or hi-fi because i like this idea 63 percent say yes they connect to some kind of speaker system docking station or to a hi-fi 63 percent that's actually quite a large amount of people that require speakers for their uh, iphone or ipod more than i thought actually I do want to mention this little baby, the X-Mini 2 capsule speaker. We haven't got one of these in the studio with us, but we saw one last week when we were out and about doing some research for this. About the size of what, a small tennis ball? Yeah, a lot more a hard ball or a rounders ball, maybe a baseball. I like to throw a few sort of sports in there. But of course, it was Concertina, didn't it? So you go, it's like a squeeze box, really, wasn't it? Absolutely. So I would highly recommend the X-Mini 2 capsule speaker. It's 6 by 7 centimetres, 11 hours playback time on a uh, single charge, USB, and it connects to a 3.5mm jack, so most MP3 players it'll just connect to. 
Very, very nice. Surprisingly powerful sound. Powerful but stunning as well. It's, it's quite good quality, isn't it? Yeah, I was pretty impressed. You were a fan of the, the bigger, that loopy thing that you put your iPod into? Oh, you mean the JBL Radial iPod Dock Loudspeaker. Yeah, I like that. That really gave you that stereo sound. And it's really hard to actually identify where the sound was coming from, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, actually. It was a very nice sound, wasn't it? Uh, I must admit, you, you pay for it, 150 quid. But, uh, yeah, very nice stereo surround. Nice little dock, well worth a look. Definitely. But what's that plasticky thing over there? That thing by Griffin is translucent. I love it. I love the way it's transparent. It looks like a... I don't know. What does it look like? It doesn't seem to do much. Can I throw it in the bin? No! All right. Right, let me show you what it is. Do you have any idea what it actually is? Yeah, an ashtray. <laughs> Not quite. So this is called an air curve, and it apparently is an amplifier for media players without any power because it funnels all of the audio through these little tubes. Should we give it a go? Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, this will work. There's acoustic design here. So basically, well, this is, this is uh, creating some sort of nodes through uh, standing ways within a... Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what it's doing, but I'm going to have a listen and find out. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to play back on my iPhone our last podcast, which was the off-the-record thing that we did. Sounds superb. Let me just play this. Okay, so now what I'll do is put this into this bass unit. Well, that's phenomenal. It boosts certain frequencies. It's not doing the whole dynamic range, I don't think. Um, it'd be interesting, actually, to see how it handles bass. But certainly the frequencies of the human voice were boosted quite significantly there. There you go. And, of course, no charging, no batteries. What do you think? Impressive? Loud. How much? 35 quid. A tenner. That was my second guess. Right, so next our survey dealt with, do you have a dedicated case for your MP3 player? It's always good to protect your toys, isn't it? So, um, do you have one? I do, actually. I joined the 55% that uh, do have a case, according to our survey. Two different types of cases. I hate these ones. Oh, I see. It's a leather one with that magnetic thing. I've always wondered about magnets around technology. Mm, Unfortunately, solid state. But, uh, yeah, I, I hate leather cases. For me, I have to go for these little silicon things every time. The condom. Yeah, thank you very much. Everyone jokes that everything I've got is covered in some kind of condom. So this is a nice uh, silicon case. This one happens to be for my iPhone. Nice and springy little case. If I look at my Nokia phone I've got here, you see I've got... Another one there, yeah. Exactly. So if you go to somewhere like, uh, I don't know, uh, Curry's or the O2 shop or something, you'll be paying 20, 30 quid for a case. I would highly recommend a tip out there to our listener is go to eBay, do a search for silicon case and then your model or make of MP3 player. You can get these for about a quid, two quid. You do end up paying about three or four pounds postage because they normally come from Hong Kong, but that's all I use. I don't buy expensive cases. They'll last maybe a couple of years, which is about as long as my equipment lasts anyway, and it's a lot cheaper and exactly the same quality as getting something on a shop in the UK. And it also means all your technology doubles up as a bouncy ball. Absolutely, there you go. Our next question on our survey was, how do you listen to your MP3 player in the car? Well, I know how I do. I use one of those cassette things with a little wiggly-waggly cord that comes out the back. You're one of the 23% of our audience that use some kind of wired solution in the car. Unsurprisingly, more use an FM wireless transmitter, which is what I've been encouraging you to use for a while. Yeah, but I haven't got the sound system to bother with. You've got an FM car radio, haven't you? No, it's long wave or medium wave. Push button. It's, it's a retro car, you know. 
Okay, let's quickly talk about FM transmitters. Known as a bicycle. You've got an ashtray on your bike, haven't you? So, briefly talking about FM transmitters, a quick description. It's got a cable, attaches to the MP3 player, and then it's got a transmitter on the other end, with a choice of a few frequencies that you can tune to, and an on-off switch. There you go, pretty basic FM transmitter, plug it in, switch on your FM radio to the certain frequency, and your MP3 music pops up on your car stereo. Pretty naff, though. If you do happen to have an iPod or an iPhone, this is what you want. Oh, I see. You're going to inspire me with a new piece of technology. What's this one? This looks more like a, a pedometer. This one's where eBay didn't work for me. I got this for about a tenner off eBay to plug into my iPhone, and it didn't actually do a very good job. It kept complaining about not being a valid accessory. So I've now gone for this one, which is made by Griffin. Oh, that looks sleeker. It's like a sleeker version of the other one, but it looks rather nice. Actually, you can plug it in. Let's see it. So this one has, uh, well, it's all, all got the nice curves and things of an iPhone. You're attaching it, actually, to the bottom of your iPhone. It's about two centimetres deep uh, by about, well, it's as wide as an iPhone, basically. So it was about five centimetres wide, I don't know, six centimetres wide. Um, and it's actually only about a centimetre thick. But it has a little screen, which is just illuminated on it. And on the right-hand side, you have a menu button. And on the underside, three buttons for shuttling around the options, I should think. Absolutely. So this is a nice little FM transmitter. This one is a particularly useful one because it actually has an app that comes with it in the Apple Store as well. So you can actually control this purely through software. So there we go. There's our tuner. So we can pick a frequency. Locally for me, 107.5 happens to work. But this has got something called Smart Scan, which will scan the FM band for the most likely interference-free slot, which is quite nice. Well, that's handy. So you can do that without looking too much if you're in the car. Yeah, rather nifty. I've tried a whole bunch of these. I tried the competitor, which is the uh, Belkin TuneCast, around 25 quid. Didn't get a lot of luck with it. But the Griffin iTrip with Smart Scan is very nice. There's one just about out. We were hoping to get this one for the show, but we haven't got it yet. How much was the Griffin one again? About 30. Oh, for the price difference, it's not worth worrying about, is it? Might as well just get the Griffin one. Exactly. We were hoping to get our hands on this one as well before the show was recorded but unfortunately we couldn't get it in time the TuneCast Auto from Belkin which is actually rather clever it uses your iPhone's GPS receiver very clever to do what? so the idea is there'll be a community of people that use these little devices so you can check who in your area has been getting good results with a certain FM frequency and therefore try using that although you're all tuned into the same FM frequencies if you drive past each other you're all stuffed yeah traffic jam on the M25 everyone can hear everybody else's audio but so yeah the TuneCast Auto 50 quid using GPS. Not convinced, but hey, maybe worth a look. Okay, so our final question that we're going to deal with today was how do you connect your MP3 player to your PC or Mac? 77% of people went with USB, 13% use some kind of docking station, only 5% use something wireless. Um, a couple of quick comments we had at the end of the survey might help us here. I use an iPod because it handles podcasts better, but I hate the lock-in attitude of Apple, and I would use anything else that I could, if I could. Someone else has said, I see reviews on just the players a lot, but they seem to forget the experience of actually putting music onto the device. This is where the iPod is so good, because it's just plug and play. Minimum mucking about, maximum listening enjoyment. Please include device management in your review. Okay, off you go then. Do some device management, young man. So you are normally fairly limited. So if you buy an iPod or an iPhone, you're limited to iTunes, which there is obviously some lock-in that goes with that. Nokia phones came out well. You're talking about using the uh, Nokia Suite or Nokia Ovi to synchronise your music. And anything else, something like a Creative, you have the Creative Studio that lets you sync. Now, we found something that we would suggest everyone out there who's serious about their music takes a look at. Let me just open my laptop here and show you this screen. Okay, so it looks very conventional. It looks much like iTunes and, um, well, actually, 
actually most of the other packages really even the windows media player sort of system and layout so it's easy to understand obviously it's uh, using a tried and tested system so what's so great about this one rather nice little filing system down here so you can see all your files and folders here auto searches your hard disk for audio there's a list of all your tracks there's a list of all the artists it's not completely user-friendly. There's quite a lot of menu options and things to navigate your way around. But it is incredibly powerful, and for anyone that's serious about their audio on their machine, this is the thing to go for. It's called Media Monkey, and it does a whole bunch of things. It's built here as a serious music manager, so it will convert your audio formats, let you tag your music and MP3s and files and folders. You can add cover art. It's a podcast catcher, so you can get it to download frequency cast. You can also use it for stats, so you can see what your most listened to bits of music are. And it's also got a CD burn built in as well well that sounds pretty much perfect there you go supports a whole bunch of audio formats mp3 aac uh, also supports og for the benefit of Stuart ward there uh, and uh, flac mpc wav and cda so all the major formats supported and it runs on a whole bunch of devices so it'll work with the entire apple ipod and iphone range it works with the sansas creatives android phones irivers arcos and cowan devices superb so uh, how much for that little package you'll be pleased to know it is a freebie a freebie I'd pay £5 for that freebie. There are actually two in the Media Monkey family. There's the free one, and there's also one called the Gold version, which does add a few extra things like the CD burner. That's only $19, so not an awful lot in it, really. Oh, it's pennies. Any downsides? The only downside is, for anyone that isn't using a Windows device, it is a Windows-only product. So Windows 7, Windows Vista, Windows XP only, I'm afraid. That's not so good. Never mind. Right, so any final recommendations before I uh, lock you out of the studio for good? Yeah, we talked about this in the last show. I want to mention it again. Power Monkey. Well, it's all monkeys today. Okay, off you go. I just want to do this to give the producer a whole load of hassle. Here we go. Let me spill these on the desk again. Right, okay. That will give post-production something to do as well. There you go. Got an MP3 player. Get one of these. Charger. Sits in your bag. Sits in your pocket. Sits in your desk. Keeps your devices topped up power-wise. That's the lot. Right, we're moving on. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Time to hear from you now as we take a look at your emails, texts, tweets and calls in interaction. First off, after our last show about mobile phone apps, we had a text from Michael McCauley asking whether there's an app store for Samsung phones. If only it were that simple, Samsung used different operating systems in their handsets. For example, the Samsung Galaxy and Moment use Android, the Omnia HD uses Symbian, and the Omnia Lite is a Windows mobile device. Cheers. Got a question for us? Text us on 07882 043 521. That's what Simon from Yorkshire did. He says, I have an old Panasonic 42-inch plasma, which supports 720p. It has video, component, composite, and VGA inputs, but not HDMI. How can I connect an HDMI Freeview box? Given those inputs, your best option is to go with component. You'll need a digital HDMI to analog component converter, and they're not cheap. Take a look at the HD Fury. Link in our show notes. Next, Luke Spencer mailed us. I've been using Freeview for two years, and I've been fairly happy with it, but recently some of the programs being shown are completely rubbish or as we like to call BISH. Will there be any new channels soon? And will moving to Top Up TV so I can get gold be a good move? No news of any new channels that aren't Babe Station or shopping related, I'm afraid. As we've covered before, Top Up TV does give you extra content, including GOLD, but in our opinion, it's not great value for money. I went all stalkery on you and looked up your IP address. It seems you're with BT, so you might want to consider looking at BT Vision. Loads of on-demand content and much more choice than Top Up TV. 
I've also had a peek at your website, Luke. No mention of us yet. Tut, tut, tut. If you want to get your voice on the show, give us a call on our podline with your comments, questions or opinions. Our number is 0208 133 4567. And here's our first call of the show. Hello, my name's Veronica. I'm inquiring about where to buy a cable for a free set that has requires a pin on one end and um, a screwing device at the other. Thank you. Bye. Sounds like you're talking about the connector from a satellite dish. This is called an F-plug. Maplin supply all sorts of F-plug leads and adapters. Links on our show notes. Next, a quick mention of a product called MiFi. We've mentioned this briefly in a previous show. This is a portable wireless base station that uses the 3G network to give you local Wi-Fi. David Wakefield and Adam Child have been in touch asking if they're any good. Well, the short answer is yes. We've been using the Novatel MiFi unit with both the 3 and O2 networks with good results. See a link on our show notes for our full review. Adam, you asked if you can use one of these to get the extra bandwidth needed for services like iPlayer. Sorry, but no, you're still limited by the 3G network bandwidth. Okie dokie, and now a podline call about how to get Virgin Media in another room. I'm trying to find out how to connect from one cable um, box downstairs to um, a TV in another room upstairs. I've connected the cable, but it's not working. I don't know how to tune it. I'd be glad if you can give me some some support in your next podcast. If you're connecting to the coax aerial socket on a Virgin V Plus box, you'll need to tune in your second TV to the RF channel that's generated by the Virgin box. By default, this is UHF channel 52, but you may need to change this. See the show notes for a summary on how to do this. Thanks, Pete. Well, that's really outstandingly interesting, as always. But this one isn't. We had some more mails on weather stations. What's going on? Good grief, man. Very, very popular topic, indeed. We looked at weather stations in show 48, and we had a question in show 49 about the frequency used for home weather stations. We found out that it uses 433 megahertz, and Mark Blackburn got in touch to say that that frequency is in use by the amateur radio enthusiasts. This low-power device allocation beggars belief, he says, and Ofcom have certainly made a huge mistake, especially as this was for the main part unannounced and quietly drafted through. Ooh, good grief. Will that interfere with my walkie-talkie? Well, Mark's suggestion is that we should not use kit that uses 433 MHz and keep it free for the radio amateurs, because it's insecure and liable to huge interference. Now, I've not seen that from my weather station. No, or my girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, We also heard from Dick Thompson. He says he uses the same weather station as the one I use, and although it hasn't changed my life, it does produce interesting data. He also suggests we take a look at a piece of software called Cumulus, which is available for free, although donations to the author are welcome. There you go. Anyone with one of our weather stations, take a look for Cumulus 2. We shall add a link to our show notes. Okay, that'd be good. I can't believe there are more people than just you interested in weather stations. I mean, space stations, you'd understand, but weather stations, you should get some pictures of it on the website. You know, pictures of rain and sunshine, things like that. Maybe a bit more snow. It's going to be the next big thing. Forget HD. It's all going to be about weather stations moving forward, trust me. Um, Also, I want to say a final hi to Peter Howav. Peter Howav? Peter Howav, yeah. Or how to wave. Oh, wave. And he has nothing to say about weather stations, but this is what he does say. No more coffee machines, please. Can you stick to Man's Electronics? No hair dryers, no curling tongs p.s i'm not bald thanks peter we'll see what we can do thanks guys for all your feedback if you've got a question get in touch via www.frequencycast.co.uk and we could be answering your question in the next show got a comment chat with us on frequencycast.co.uk slash forum frequency cast shut down in progress
So that's all for this show, show number 50. To get in touch with us and for regular news updates, go to the listener section of our website. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button or sign up for our free feed and newsletter. You'll find us at www.frequencycast.co.uk. Please keep an ear out for our next tantalising take on technology. And if you like what you've heard, please spread the word. Spread the word.